That if, it, it, I heard it's very therapeutic. It is. It is. Near my apartment in Lamont, there's a, a shop where you can sign up to knit with like a, bu- a bunch of people like Aww. in an evening. But I saw there was like a bunch of old ladies, so like I want to be like the one to just kind of break that and be like, yo, like yeah, trendsetter, trendsetter, yeah. trendsetter. Y'all, y'all, feel... y'all fuck with crocheting? <laughs> Either way, I feel this like Ross fuck. What's up, Miss Daniels? <laughs> oh, your story. We outside. We outside. We outside. We out here with Miss Daniels. Miss yeah. Daniels, you got the Timberlands and the, <laughs> the scarf. I just put on. Give her your glasses. Put these on. <laughs> yo, yo, Do you listen to Percho? Yo, Percho. I put you this green hat for you. <laughs> they're, listening, they're listening to Elvis, and you're over here. Mi amor, para dos pasos para ti, Verelando. Welcome back to the Noogie Cast. Aquí ando con los plebes. Az. <laughs> What's up, guys? It's Adan. Adax, officially. Came back again. From the dead. He ain't missing no more. I can't make no promises, bro. What the hell? I was feeling sick today, actually. Oh, my God. You Ode. didn't have diarrhea Ode this mijo. time? Uh, something like that, but it was <laughs> through the other end. Yeah? Yeah. Yo, you guys miss mm-hmm. go-karting, though. I wish you guys were there. Because I feel like you would have been a very secure driver. And then Big Man would have been like... Who's Big Man? You talking yeah, about me? Wh- which one of us is Big Man? Oz is Big Man. <laughs> oh, okay. In the group chat, <laughs> okay, I Adan... I can see that. In the group chat, Adan always says, Big Man, big lies. Because apparently <laughs> Osvaldo lies a lot. So I don't know where it got that. I'm a liar. I tell I the truth know. all the time. I don't know, bro. I don't know, bro. Group chat hey, says otherwise. We got hey, receipts. How, how, come, how come he didn't tell me I was lying when I told him his uh, song was... Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did I say? What, what did you say, trash. bro? Yeah, well, the song wasn't there yet. I don't know, bro. Maybe you wanted to sabotage. I wasn't career. lying then. You were jealous, maybe. You want to like, you know what? Let's just end mm. it right here. How you guys been, bro? I'm alright. I'm looking tired, bro. I am tired too. I'm sore as fuck, bro. I've been sad all weekend, bro. Why? Wow. Talk to us. Why are you sad? I went wow. to this uh, Junior Ratchet concert. Sad boys for life now, bro. Changed yeah. my life. Are you a big fan of Junior H? No, I am. Because I never went to you play songs about him. <laughs> I cried. I cried all the time now. Name three songs about him. Right El Azul. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga is Peso Pluma. Cherry. <laughs> Fire, bro. The only one I saw is yo, yo Te Necesito. Now I feel like I need somebody to speak to. Talk to, you know? Okay. Well, Just release some stress. Release some stress? Yeah. Well, you know what? That brings us into our guest. Yeah. Straight out of Compton. No, or should I say Palatine? You know? Number one. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> keep going. No, no. Just straight out of Compton. That's it. Number one That's draft it. pick. It's not Eli Manning, but it's Ellie. It's Ellie. Welcome, Ellie. Thank you for coming, Ellie. Couldn't expect <laughs> Not the number one draft pick. <laughs> Not Eli, man. I mean, that would have been a dope uh, interview, too. Oh, man. I, just kidding. I did not see that one coming. I mean, neither. None of us, honestly, <laughs> yeah. did not run it through any of us. Well, I, I just like, did it right now. I'm doing improv. For, for context, improv. for anyone wondering, uh, Adan finally brought a guest. Yes. 
And so I let him do the inter. It was probably the best one you've ever heard because <laughs> I just did it right now, 30 seconds ago. <laughs> so, it was so, unique. so tell us about your guest, Adan, just to give a context before we go deep dive in. in. <clears throat> Ellie. Ellie, right? Can we call you that? What's Ellie short for? Um, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Oh, Elizabeth. Yeah. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. <laughs> She's a mental advocate. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah, mental health advocate. Mental health advocate, helper, therapist. Um, she helps people. I think she, you should let her explain. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Ellie, take it over. Take Very over. underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. saves lives. Please, Ellie, explain. Kinda, explain. Kinda. explain so it. I've been in the mental health field for about two years now so yeah i basically offer mental health services to like individuals who you know are dealing with mental health but more so i focus in the trauma area so what that means is that i work with individuals who experience very impactful events and then help them process so i started off in the field working with sexual assault uh, sexual assault survivors um had to leave that job so i'm working right now with survivors and victims of domestic violence and just a disclaimer for the people listening to this this might be a little trigger it might be you know we're still gonna be heartfelt and funny and entertaining but we're gonna tread through this water carefully as this is some serious topics but i think this is a really good you know i wanted this guest because i feel like um this could help people and you know maybe some of our fans can relate to some of these topics and probably you know benefit from it so thank you ellie for for coming i'm excited for this it's a past two uh episode ellie's been canceling for the past three weeks (laughs) (laughs) more like adan has been canceling (laughs) i've been canceling (laughs) but yes neither here nor there but you know it happened better late than never yes that's what i always say but thank you guys for coming so so now, man, I don't even know where to begin because as somebody, like, I struggle with depression, so that's a little bit different than, like, some of the things that you've been tackling. Have you thought that you would see yourself doing this, or is this just something kind of that, like, your career just kind of evolved, or was it something you've always been passionate about? Uh, no, this is something I've always been passionate about. Um, I've also struggled with mental health since I was younger. Mm-hmm. So that kind of motivated me to be that someone for somebody else because I didn't have that support when I was dealing with mental health. And I didn't even know I was dealing with mental health at the time, probably not till my early 20s. So I told myself I wish, I mean, First of all, I wanted someone to be there when I needed it. So, like I said, I I told myself, like, I want to be that someone for someone else, like, when they're going through a difficult time. Gotcha. And, you know, with junior age, you know, for some <laughs> of a sad voice, I'm sure sad Don voice. definitely needed, you know, some, some kind of... Uh, solution you know he wasn't a you're not a junior age fan are you i love junior age oh you're the junior <laughs> that's how that went. that's how i got there <laughs> I, love I ended up there <laughs> i didn't go i ended up there. Thanks, real, real talk though do you think like sad music is still like helpful for coping with some of that because last time i went to a therapist too they said avoid sad music but i'm like sometimes really? like listening to sad music helps me relate that i'm not alone or whatever i'm going through and it kind of like helps so like 
I thought it was counterintuitive advice, but I can see where sad music creates sad people and sad events. But where do you see that? Honestly, I always encourage clients to find whatever works for them. So if like sad music works for them, I sometimes tell them like, hey, bring a song that you can relate to. And then we could break it down. Like what parts do you feel related to? Or like, why is this phrase or this lyric stuck with you? Mm. So, I mean, even my own therapist, so I'm surprised your therapist told you that. Like he's always like, yeah, just stay in tune with your emotions, like validate them. Because if you invalidate them, like that just means like you're not really feeling what you're feeling. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, because I think uh, she's just like, listen to happy music. But this was in college when I first got like a wave of it. And I was like listening to Bad Bunny at the time. It was more happier, like harder trap music. Oh, there's a new Bad Bunny album, by the way. Yeah. It's it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Sorry to deviate, but what did you think of the new Bad Bunny album? <laughs> well, I've only gone through half of it. So it's a lot. It is a there's lot. There's way too many tracks. There's I some bangers th- in there though. There's who? Some bangers. Which bangers? Fercho. Uh, Fercho. <laughs> what is it? Perro negro? Perro negro. Yeah. You know, this is too controversial. Like I don't say my opinion about that. Oh, say, you want to start controversy? Aaron, Aaron, Aaron was just talking about how lyrics he takes these lyrics to the oh, To the heart? No, no, to you know, to relate to them. I feel like Aaron relates to any lyrics from Fade. Any of them. <laughs> and so when we talk about it, it's very offensive to him. Not even. I just say that I relate to Fade because he went through a bunch of breakups <laughs> and I'm always the same way. And like I had a breakup. And it's it okay. Tough. You could relate to them. That's yeah. Fine. So I was like, you relate to them, right? You want to? Yeah. You want to yeah. be more depressed? No. Wait, Ellie, what do you think about Fade's new album? <laughs> oh, oh stop it! Oh, hold That's... on. Is this is this some hefty stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I love Fade, but I can I could not get into his last album. Why? I'm sorry. Why? I don't know. I just wasn't vibing with it. <laughs> I told my fans. <laughs> told my fans. Do not. Why? Don't reach out to Ellie for any uh, advice. <laughs> she will not help you. <laughs> I I love my boy him. doing no. the Arthur Reed, bro. <laughs> Real quick. Anyways. <laughs> Interview over. Yeah, literally. Thanks for coming anyways. All right, I'm, I'm busy. Why, I'm why? sick. What, what about the album did not resonate with you? I don't know. I just wasn't feeling it. That's insane. I think you need to listen to it a second time. No, I've listened to it like six times. I've listened to it 13 times every day to work back and forth. Nah, I'm repeat. I think it just gets worse. Oh, <laughs> Damn. Hey, how much you paying? How much you paying for the guests to say that? It is a prank, right? No, no, no it is not. No, I swear. No, prank. no pranks here, bro. No prank. Hey, tweet your zone. You know, sometimes the album's not good. It's not good. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 it's all right, bro. Uh, <laughs> I'm still listening to Feliz Cumpleaños. If you, if you, if you want to know. Hey, but, that one's a banger. Yeah, there's nothing wrong. Everybody That's where the bandwagon just came out of nowhere. But uh. Anyway, I'm going to change this conversation because <laughs> you love Faith. <laughs> and I'm going to ask uh, Ellie a deep question. Oh. So, if you know how you have, like, these people that are really, like, like traumatized? Yeah. Like, say you're having a bad week. Or say you go through a month, two months, three months where you're not all, like, there. Like, like you've had stuff happen to you or, like, you realize that you're not all, the, like, you're not okay. You're disconnected. Yeah. And how do you cope with, like, hearing some of these very traumatic, like, how strong do you got to be as a person sometimes where you're like, this is a job and I got to put all my personal stuff aside and, like, listen to somebody else give very triggering things that maybe you could relate to or that you're just like, oh, man, that's, like, really bad. Like, like I feel like for me, 
Like if I was like I've gone through bad moments in life, and I'm like, if I had to sit there and someone comes to me with the, not 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 to say worse, you know, like oh I'm I'm worse than that person, but like like them two, they're they're really struggling, and it's like how do I I don't know how I would bring myself to give someone like that advice when I'm not in the right spot, you know. So like what what kind of things do you do like when you're not feeling like all hundred percent, and you listen to these like bad like stories from these people oh that's a good question so to be honest sometimes i do if i know i'm not in a good place i just take time off even if it's last minute even if it's the day of or the day before our my field encourages time off because of the work that we do so i always let my supervisor know like hey like i'm not like okay i just need the day off she'll be like okay sure but if it's a day like that i have to go in um sometimes i'll cancel clients like if i have like four or five then that would be too much for me that'd be an overload so maybe i'll cut it down to two maybe three um and then i just try to kind of like hype myself up before each session like hey you just have to like push through this like yeah you have stuff going on but at the end of the day you'll like you'll get back to it like you'll just change mindset so it's kind of hard switching between those mindsets, not going to lie, because like you said, there are days where I'm just like, I'm not into this, like I'm just like having a bad day or I'm not even feeling myself. So I like to stay, have like a very cold glass of water in session that kind of keeps me um, present with the clients or something to like fidget with. Or even I like what I'm doing now. This is what I do in session. <laughs> this keeps me like comfortable. Yeah. So clients are sometimes like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, just don't mind me. This is my way to help you today. Like be present, be listening to you. And they'll be like, oh, okay. And then we just go on about our session. Interesting. Because <clears throat> my uh, therapist, the more recent one that I had, uh, she had like a, a Zen garden uh, sandbox with like the little rake. Oh, yeah, you I have, have one to... of those. Oh, you have one of those? Yeah. yeah. And I had like a lavender piece or something to like give it smell. But my ass was just laying on the couch. I was like, <laughs> I just lay and like just kind of close my eyes and just tell her everything I got to say. And so it's really relaxing. But it's cool too because like I wouldn't expect therapists to also have therapists. I didn't know mm -hmm. that. Yeah, like, we do. Because I guess it is a lot to hear a lot of like shit, like a lot of you know stuff that people go through and some of it's kind of like overbearing and then you got to have like an outlet to kind of like let go or like you know because it's you can't keep that in you like it's just all this confidential information and it's so much that it probably like wears you down or does it not or... yeah it does like i feel like i if i didn't put <clears throat> if i didn't put in the work before I got into the field, I feel like it would have been a lot more harder for me to be a therapist because before I got into the field, I was probably in therapy for maybe two, three years. Uh -huh. So I had healed a lot of wounds that were still open. So I feel like if I wasn't in therapy for that long and probably jumped into therapy around the time I was in the field, I feel like it would have been more chaotic. Yeah, I bet. It would have been a lot more chaotic. So, yeah, I'm really grateful for my therapist, for even for my supervisor, too, because we usually have weekly meetings. So that's where we debrief like, hey, I had a hard session or like, I don't know what to do uh, with this client. Like, what ideas do you have? This is what I've tried. So we kind of like feed off of each other's brains and ideas and just jump off. What are some boundaries or guidelines you guys take or, or like? 
with clients yeah uh with clients so we try not to um we try not to accept gifts um and then that's hard because i work with the latino community so they're always like very like They're very giving. We're very giving. So Aquí está pozole de que sobró de la noche. <laughs> Something like that. I mean, I'm still pretty fresh into where we started, but I've heard other stories and in the past too that they're always coming in like, oh, te traje this or te traje that. And then, I, I mean, to an extent you can, like, okay, una vez maybe, but oh, like if it's like a constant thing, that's where you're like, no, like that's too much. So that's where you have to keep, like stay, yeah. set up a boundary and be like, okay, like, yeah, like no puedo muchas gracias which sucks because like i said we work with a latino population so yeah. it some people might take offense to it but you got to do what you got to do but that's interesting you say that because like i feel as latinos like therapy is kind of not um a prominent resource that we use and it's kind of well like i know for my parents mm. they don't really do therapy and it's like something that we don't take advantage of as hispanics because we're very like over hardworking people blah 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 None of my primos in Mexico, like, not to say I think they need therapy, but everyone needs therapy. Like, 100%. everyone, it's like a doctor. Like, you don't go to a doctor because something's wrong. You go for a checkup. So therapy, in my eyes, is just a checkup to make sure you're thinking right, everything's fine. And I think that um, as us Latinos, like, we have to get more into that because there's probably a lot of, like, cultural traumas that we're not breaking because there's this, you know, first Boy, generation. I could go on for days about that. Let them have it. Tell them. Tell them right now. Tell those we people. only got an hour. Ahead of yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, if you could cap it down to a little bit. So, <laughs> Brief and short. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like some of the bigger themes I see in our community that are trash is the theme around um, machismo. machismo. Yeah. Machismo is a big one. And it's I don't it's just sad how we reinforce it. A lot of the older generation reinforces it. Like, the man of the household is always, like, providing, always doing this, always doing that, always taking control over the women. Can't be like, weak. Can't be weak, can't show emotions. Can't and cry. All that. Can't cry, yeah. And that gets passed down to the kids. Like, the kids are even told, like, you can't cry, like, you can't show emotions. So, like, when they come into therapy, it's like, I don't, like, I oftentimes I get... I don't know what to feel or I don't know what I'm feeling or they feel really frustrated because they can't explain themselves to me at the oh. fact that like of like what's going on. That's one of them or like the standards with women, like women can't have to look a certain way, have to dress a certain way, have to uphold certain beliefs or I mean, can't be tattooed or whatever. So like when clients come in and look at me, they're like, And then they're just like, oh, like, you know, and, they, and then they kind of ask me like, oh, like, what made you get those or like whatever. And then I kind of like briefly tell them. So that's another one. And another one I can think of is the idea around family. Like we reinforce family, like family over everything. You have to be there for your family. You have to sacrifice everything for your family, which I get. But there's there's a limit to that. Um, because sometimes family can be very toxic, very mm -hmm. um, unsupportive. So, for example, I've had a couple clients where they like literally drilled that idea of family over everything. Like you have to die for your family. Your family's always going to be there for you. But at the end of the day, their family was so toxic to the point where they'd be like, 
oh, you were abused like 10 years ago. Get over it already. Or like the you were in a domestic violence relationship like 15 years ago. Get over it type of thing. So why like and they still like would tell them, but we're your family. So we're going to be there like for you than no other. So you you can't cut us out type of thing you get me like we have your back yeah. so why are you gonna like <clears throat> exactly yeah. so those are some of the common themes i've seen with and i can go on for days about this nah, but I believe it. <laughs> but those are like the main main ones so it's just really sad how our com- i love being latina i love being hispanic but some of our beliefs in our dynamics are trash it's interesting you say that because um so i'm a first generation and i dated somebody who was Same. second generation and she didn't grasp the idea that i was kind of like the same way you say like oh i gotta do this like why are you doing that like what's well, my family like i was gonna do a favor for something uh my uh, cousins and i was like kind of going above and beyond for it because i'm like well in hindsight i like these cousins and like i have a really good relationship with these so intuitively i was gonna still do it because like it's my family like i'm never gonna let it down like dominic toretto and this bitch you know what i mean like i gotta like family for them so what does first generation second generation mean first generation is if your parents are immigrants and you were born here you are first generation what if half of them were born here and the other half was that is what do you relate my like 0.5 generation what do you relate more with do you have like equal equal are your parents actually have yeah my mom was born here and my dad was born in mexico mm, but what, is, what does that make me i feel like you're that's still, why i feel lost i think that's why i feel like i don't belong i think you're still first generation you because session, office hours office hours <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, no. charge office double charge double <laughs> <Free> consultation <laughs> notes double this uh podcast brought man, to you by guys <laughs> Big man, big price, big price. Big man, big price. <laughs> One price. Use code Noogie for fifty percent off on your free consultation <laughs> at code. any therapist. No, no. Use code Trash. <laughs> but oh, I was gonna say a really good point, but I completely forgot. I had a point. Too, Sorry. Um, but oh, it was about um about family still and how you said toxic. I feel like as Mexican families, we're like the biggest bullies in like oh, the family. 100%. But it's supposed to come out of love, you know, pero Trash. van a burlar uh-huh. de cualquier cosa. Eres cabezón, eres gordo. Oh, eres like huevon. the nicknames. Yeah. Oh, el huevón, ahí vino el flojo. Yep. And it's like, we have kind of like this strong bully system and it's supposed to build character and it kind of does, right? Sometimes. To, like, a, to an extent, yeah, it does. Like, I'm like, you can't bully me. My parents already did that. Like, True. Nothing can say hurt you. But yeah, like there's so much of, even like, uh, maybe I'm going to go off on a rant too, but sometimes let's say you have like a dream of wanting to do something, but like, no, vete a estudiar, vete a trabajar, hacer esto. But there's like a lack of support sometimes in like the Hispanic community. I don't know if you ever get that vibe. But yeah, you can't do it. You shouldn't do that. Yeah, don't do that. No, yeah, actually, like... when I first wanted to come into the field, my parents were like, no, you shouldn't be doing that. So, it's like, why? Yeah, so they're like, why Like, why do you want to be a therapist? Why do you want to help people? And then they're like, why don't you become a doctor or a lawyer or like an accountant? Or engineer. Or, yeah, 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 or, or engineer. They all help people or a truck drive in different ways. <laughs> yes, I've been, yes, because, fun fact, my dad's a truck driver, so he tried to get me into his company, too. Um, but yeah, I was like, no, that's not, that. that's just not what I want to do. You know what you I think money. it is? Like, True. Really? I've seen those checks, boy. You're hiring? <laughs> yeah, he actually 
Damn. Truck driving is a lot of money, bro. Next episode. Does a Don make it? Does a Don make it? Does he not? We're going to do that episode where it's all about a Don. And he's like, yeah, guys, I became a truck driver. Hey, but you know what I think? You know what I think it is? I think when a parent tells you, like, I want my kid to go study, I don't think they know what they mean by that. Oh, because, they don't. Because you they don't think how say, hard it is. Well, not even that. Well, yeah, they don't They don't have an idea. Like, in their head, they're like, man, just go, go out there and do it. But I think in their head, they want you to just start making money quick. They want you to get your life started. And how how you do it, they just want you to be comfortable. Obviously, like, the best for your children. But that, like, when you say, oh... I go to school for four years. Now I got to go out here. They don't know about experience. They don't know about none of that. Like, they don't mm. know when you apply. You don't You don't just bring the certificate and be like, look it. Oh, yeah. Like, they don't They don't know about that. They're like, oh, my, my son graduated. Like, he'll get, get, like, get into a job. job right get, away. Get what you deserve. Yeah. Like, no, I wish it was that easy. I thought it was, you know, like, I, there's experience that goes into it. And at the end of the day, when they find out, like, you're not going to make until what you're projected to make, obviously, right? <clears throat> they're like, oh, no, no. Why are you even doing that? Oh, I did four years of this. So I, they I better be do doing it. something with it. But it's like, they don't know. I feel like in their head, because they didn't do it. Or even then, like, they don't know what they mean when they say what they want their kids to go to school. Like, everybody wants their kids to be a doctor. And then oh, when they start being a doctor, they're like, oh, well, what's up with all this? But debt, they don't you know? get the money doctor for school. Mm-hmm. Like, they're they're broke when they start out. Or they live there the whole time. And then they're like, oh, you don't let yourself be seen no more. It's like, I can't. <laughs> I literally I doing the this, thing you I told me all, to do. Yeah, I have all this debt. How do you want me to see you all the time? And it's like, mm, like there's a miscommunication. There's yeah. like, a, and even for like, for for us, like, there's a, there's a, a lot of movement that goes on that we got to adapt to. I feel like our parents got to adapt with us to understand this. I'm going to bring up this point of view that someone told me that kind of like opened up my eyes. Cause I agree with what you said about that with like, they don't know about what it is to study or like their envision of like our American dream. And I had this talk too with my dad. Cause like I would compare myself a lot. And that's something that I had talked with my therapist that I'm like hard on myself. That's something else. But um he's like mijo i don't want you to bust your ass off for nothing that's what i already did i did that i just want you to go to school you're not paying nothing you're not you're just staying in the house i'm giving you food i'm giving you shelter like just study that's all i ask you to do you have one job and one task and if you can just do that one thing that's all i can ask of you and so that kind of put me into the perspective like okay so yeah i'll study right because that's just one thing that my dad wants me to do so it's not asking a lot and at the time i didn't have like a passion i don't know i want to do podcasts or make music but it's just kind of into perspective, like sometimes they did we mean well and it wasn't really just to like kill my vibe or something or like follow a different dream of mine or whatever. But it's just kind of put me into mind that like, oh, he didn't want me to bust my ass off. And at the end of the day, he just wanted me to like do one thing, which was just just study because they didn't do it. And so now you have all the luxury in the world. You're not taking care of a farm. You're not taking care of your siblings. Like this is all you got to do. He laid it out for me simple. But my ass still, you know, like, was rebellious. And I'm like, I don't really want to go to school, but it's tough. But it was really eye-opening to get that perspective, at least for him. I'm very fortunate that my dad, I feel like he's my best friend. And we're more progressive and he's open-minded now. But antes he era como, like, traditionalist and stuff like that. I think a lot of the, you know, Latino population that's migrated to here has that kind of old-school <clears throat> mentality. Man, bro. I can relate to you, actually. That's crazy. <clears throat> like... I lie about a lot. No, you're this way. <clears throat> no, let me just clear my throat. <laughs> my, when I was when I was younger, like when I first started working, I knew I didn't want to go to school because I didn't know what to do. Like I didn't know what I wanted to do. You know? Yeah. I'm like, and I felt at the end of the day, I'm like, in my head, I was like, 
if I could just make enough money to where I'm living comfortably, like no matter how it's done, you know, like to me, you know, they say they don't want you to work hard, but I'm like, at the end of the day, if you go, if you reach a career and you want to be like the best in that career, you got to work hard no matter what. Yeah. Whether it be fucking writing the pen, you know, <laughs> and write the fuck out of whatever you're doing, but you got to just be good and try your best. And if you want to be an elite, no matter where you're at, you got to try hard, <clears throat> harder than everybody else. Yeah. So when I was younger at whatever, like I started working at, when I started working at Sears, dude, I would kill myself. Like I would want to work hard, but like only because I'm like, I never wanted my dad to be like, oh, you're not a hard worker. Like, like after that, because after they found out I wasn't going to school, it was like, oh, well, well I was, but like, not really. So you weren't I about like, it. I didn't want them to be disappointed. I'm like, well, I mean, I don't want them to compare like, oh, yeah, because I know my dad worked hard. So I'm like, I'm going to work hard no matter what it was, you know, no matter what it paid. I'm going to just bust my ass in it. Are you the oldest? Yeah. Uh, that's another theme. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Older this, sibling oh, too. This, there's old, a word old, for this? Oldest sibling. Well, we call it old the sibling. oldest oldest sibling syndrome so like the oldest always has to i feel like we always have to sacrifice so much for yes. our family and always have to prove ourselves and we always have to give up so much so like i had to give up a lot honestly i feel like i had to give up a lot of my childhood just to like look over my parents at such a long at such a young age uh, make sure like they didn't know English so like make sure like everything was in order pay, pay their bills um, like you said work when cuando se llegaba para trabajar like work I was working as young as 15 and then care for my brothers and sisters so they always would tell me to like oh care for your siblings like no one's we might not be here one day but you and your siblings will be but it's never reciprocated you get me like it never is so like i give so much to my family and my brothers and my sister my brother and my sister but oh i know they do not give me the same back like yeah. there's been days where i'm just like i need this i need that or like can you do me a favor especially my sister she'll be like nah i can't or like nah you do it or like you figure it out i'm like oh, okay like i guess is there a word for like like, say I like to do the... Well, I don't like to do the work, but, like, I do the work, but I don't want that feedback back. Like, I don't want them to say thank you or... I mean, you're just giving. <clears throat> you're just a giving person. Yeah, but, like, I don't want... Like, I, like it actually irritates me when they say, oh, wow, or... It's like, called being humble, bro. Yeah. No, no, no. But <laughs> like, I mean, there's not really a word for that. Like, modest. it irritates me to the point where now I'm upset with them. <laughs> I think you should no, talk no, to a therapist like, no, 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 and no, no, fix no, no. it out, bro. That's what I'm saying. I'm being serious. I'm being serious. saying thank you, bro. Don't fucking no, tell me like, thank you. Like, if I, if I work the whole week... Like, I don't want to come on a Saturday and be like, my mom, like, wow, you worked hard this week. Like, I don't want that. Like, that actually bothers me. Like, like I'm just doing my job. Like, like, I felt like, nah, like there was somebody that, well, my dad, I, I compared myself to my dad. I'm like, he worked hard. I'm like, so I'm like, I don't want to hear uh -huh. that. Like, I, I don't know. Is that, is that the same thing? Oh, you feel like you haven't category? earned it. You haven't yeah. earned it. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't yeah. know, man. Like, I, I want to just bust my ass. Like, not because I need to, but just because I'm like, I, do you I, have something to prove? I don't know. Yes, you yeah, do. Right? You do. It's I, an I think that's it's it an is. oldest sibling thing. I know. I'm a little. I, I, I am really. I want to ask a dance. I wouldn't know about that. Bro. I was gonna ask you, bro, because like I don't think I ever had this conversation with you, but like you're the youngest or I'm the, the middle? youngest, bro. You're the youngest. Oh, you're the youngest. Like, do not even get me started on that. What? <laughs> yeah, they have it worse no, or better? The, no, the youngest has it way better. Like oh, yeah. Adan's so chill. Adan is oh, a laid back wonder. person yeah. sometimes. Oh, they do. Okay. I see it with my brother all the time. Get out of here. Oh. Get out. How, how does it feel having it the best? <laughs> I made it the best, bro. Oh. Oh. Explain. Yeah. Explain. I don't know. I have an older brother and an older sister. They do their own thing. I mean, 
they they both they're both living with their families and i guess they do their own thing dude you don't feel like there's a lot of like wait for you to like do something or no bro it's just me and my parents that's it i help around the house i help with my dues every month and i just do what i want do your older siblings also like do their part too to help and no they're more of a their own thing oh really own own thing yeah because they they, they're both married they have kids and stuff so they they're on their own thing and when they when so they left it to you huh so they left it to you to maybe you can relate to it then are you sick are you sick and i don't think so Oh, I'm just asking. No, see, no. this is why the youngest will never no understand. Problem. Never understand. We'll that. never understand the oldest sibling situation. I, I don't know, bro. I don't know. I don't understand. I used to have a dog. I used to have a dog. <laughs> you want to talk oh. about it, bro? Oh wait. <laughs> I used to have a dog too. I used to have a dog, Max, and he was like my sibling, my younger sibling. I don't know. Does that matter? Uh, you're gonna cry, bro. You're gonna make. I've him never sad. had a dog. I mean, it does. I used count, to have a dog. Okay. He was yeah, one hell of a dog. But anywho, oh, back yeah. to the back back to the clients and stuff. Is there certain things you can't like advise them or? Yes, so we can't tell them what to do, we at all. So like, if they come to me and they're like, "Hey, I have a situation," and then they tell me, and then they ask me, "What should I do?" I'm like, "Well, I can't tell you what to do, but let's look at the different options that we have." And then that's when we're like, "Okay, what if? Let's say this happens. Like, what do you like? How?" How does that sit with you? What do you think? Or like, let's explore another option. Like, how does that sit with you? So I can't, I can never tell clients what to do because let's say I do, then they can come back and it backfires on me. Well, you told me to do this or you told oh, me to do that. Damn, that's so hard. So you and shit. Yeah. That's really hard. How do you word stuff? Like, like example, Adan says, I'm cutting myself now because um, oh, I, can't I, cope. I can't cope with this or I have thoughts of let's, okay, like suicidal let, thoughts. Uh, I have thoughts of just cutting. Like, mm-hmm. say he has thoughts, just and, hurting himself, and and right. he's not at the point where he's doing it yet. Mm-hmm. But he's like having thoughts, right? And this is why he's coming. How do you word it to be like, well, let's not do that. Well, well, well actually, say, right? I would have to evaluate them like right there and then because uh-huh. if those thoughts are still occurring, right, right in session, then we would have to get them help. Like we would have to, they would have to go to like a psychiatric hospital and get admitted and get evaluated, or we would have to call nine one one. Depends on the situation. And, oh, that's what I wanted to get into. Like, oh, at what point does it become? Uh, let's get beyond the police your, involved. Yeah, yeah. Your so, like, if those thoughts are still per, like active in session, then yeah, it would have to be like, okay, like how severe are they? What are you thinking? What do you like what are you planning on doing? And if it does sound to me that I mean the client is at that at that breaking point, then yeah, we just have to get them the the help that they need. Mm. That's crazy. Imagine like you going in and you're not knowing that you're sick, right? <laughs> they never know that well, you're yeah. sick. And so you're like Oh well, I want to do this, and then they 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 put you in that position, and now whatever you got going on outside of work, you're in this. You have to be admitted into the hospital, right? Like, yeah, if it's like severe, if yeah. it's like severe, where it's like okay, now I'm having thoughts of uh, like something crazy. Um, you have to like get up, and they have to go. Mm-hmm. So imagine that, like you don't know that, but in your head they're like they're like, oh well, he's really sick. 
now you got to go to this hospital and your job how does all that work yeah one thing i realized too is like and i think a lot of people in therapy don't realize that you gotta be really honest about everything like say everything because i feel like and there's yeah, like a because meme. i sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but <laughs> i have clients who like tell me like specs here and there and but i'm like it, it doesn't add up yeah it doesn't i'm like you're not telling me something and i know like i don't say anything unless i build really good rapport with them which means like they'll have a really good relationship with them already and they'll be like you're telling you're not telling me something like yeah. i should know i know right off the bat yeah and i feel like that can help you more obviously like both obviously you helping the client but the client itself can get better help if they were just like honest mm-hmm. and like say everything but it's not even to their fault sometimes i'm just like do i am i what am i trying to like hold back you know what i mean like am i trying to be perceived a certain way but it's like my therapist so be very honest and like say everything that you have to say like the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm like that sometimes where I'm, where I'm uncomfortable. I just use a different name. <laughs> big liar. <laughs> a big man, big lies. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't want to say the truth. That's weird. But it's but it's like uncomfortable to say it. I mean, that's it, why, is, it is. That's why you don't. It is very uncomfortable. But I think it's, it's uh, better. It's better for you. Well, yeah. when you go for help, like for actual help, then yeah. But I think for me, like it'd be weird, right? Like, oh man, this person going to sit here and talk to me. I have to talk to them and I have to tell them my deepest, like, yeah, I I always like to tell clients we can start wherever you're at. Uh I don't like to like force them into telling me something they're not ready for yet. So I always like to tell them like, this is, I mean, I know you're coming in for this. Um, We'll start off wherever you feel like you're ready. So I don't like to pressure them or else that just goes down sideways. Oh, for sure. You know, you know, I did research before coming here and uh, I saw that there was a, I don't know how reliable this is. I'm not going to throw out the website. Fact but check. It, says, it, says, it says that there was a 12% chance that a lot of the patients that went to get help fall in love. Like, fall in love or, or create an attachment. With like, their therapist? With their therapist. Not like, oh, I uh, love I've you I've heard now. something like that. Not, 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 well, some of, them, some of them are cases where like they love their therapist, but other cases are just like, um, like a love, like, um, I don't know, like, they create a bond and they're like uh they don't want them to go away basically like oh. they're like they're family like like it's like that like they don't love them like oh i want to be with you forever they didn't but it's like they get i can't catch. yeah like i can't i can't live without that person now because there's like a connection obviously because you're saying some deep ass shit and yeah. it's like you're like people, you're vulnerable mm-hmm. to this person and so this person now means kind of something to you yeah i had to actually go through that with my last job because i had to leave and it was really hard for a couple clients to say goodbye but oh, what makes it even harder is when they have like attachment or abandonment issues that's the, those clients tend to have like a stronger connection or a stronger relationship with their therapist because there's there's me for example finally having a good healthy relationship with a client when in all their life they probably didn't have that that's why they feel so attached or sometimes create that like really strong bond with their therapist yeah i want to go back to this one topic that you guys were mentioning about um you have you can't like suggest something to uh your client you can only give options because i mm-hmm. feel like that reminds you of like relationship advice where you're like telling your boy you're like i mean i would break up but that's just me bro like that's what i would do like that's, you don't say i don't know bro. i don't know nothing no i mean you that, should leave him <laughs> that's just me that's just what i would do but i wanted to bring that to like 
so I'm always been like a, a person of like natural remedies and I've always been against medication. And so like, I don't know if this is something that you can talk about, but like, are you more, do you advocate for medication that you provide that as an option or do you try to like first do a natural remedy to see if there's yoga or some kind of like things that can like kind help? Of, yeah. So I'm actually been on medic. I was on medication a couple years ago. So that was like my last resort. So, oh, I, so you can also like relate. I can and... also relate. Yeah. So I tried absolutely. Well, I was going to therapy, trying different things, but then to a point it got really bad. It was like around when COVID started. Mm-hmm. So that's when I had to start being on medication i'm already off of it but it really did help so i always like to tell clients though um if they come and ask me like let medication be your last resort we'll keep it in mind but let's let let it be the last resort let's figure out what's really the root of the problem and see how we can control it so for example if i just had a client come in like oh my anxiety is really really bad um like what can you tell me about medication how can it help me what can it do i'm like well it could do this this and this but oh we're just starting so how do you know like that might help immediately exactly exactly like we haven't really addressed the anxiety we haven't really coped with the anxiety and we haven't really figured out why why do you have anxiety in the first place Mm. so i always like to evaluate see what we could do try different things different coping skills and then if like if it's that severe then okay go to a psychiatrist get evaluated see what like they're yeah because you offer. personally can't give that prescription right? right it has to be through like an actual doctor yes. or a medical um person licensed mm-hmm. okay yeah because i've always had like a negative connotation to medication i'm like nah bro there's like people in our past that probably dealt with this shit like there's gotta be a more i hear magnesium's really good for depression i take magnesium drops of uh, ionic magnesium four drops in my glass of water before going to bed like an hour before and it makes me sleepy magnesium is also flammable <laughs> no it's not it's... oh it's not the one there you i mean it, it just on. makes a flash when you ignite it but it's <laughs> yeah, not yeah. flammable <laughs> it's a metal <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me get 30 cc's of 30 cc's <laughs> of magnesium <laughs> Well, actually, hold on. Maybe it is. Let me fact check, because then the people will be like, "You're a chemical engineer. You don't know this." Magnesium is that the like the metal ball thing or like little stri- like if it's you had a if you take a basic chemistry class, they'll have it, there'll be an experiment where you well, have like no, are you calling me dumb? No, basic, basic chemistry. Basic. If anyone's class, in a class, boy, <laughs> paid attention. Is magnesium flammable? Who does that, bro? <laughs> who does what? I start making fun of him, but I'm like, oh, oh yeah, it is highly flammable. My bad. Yes, I'm wrong. Totally I am wrong. wrong. I, I, I apologize. Magnesium. I apologize. <laughs> I've fucked with magnesium before. <laughs> <laughs> I've taken magnesium. You sound like you take drugs. So I, I, let me get 30 cc's. <laughs> <laughs> who knows what cc's it's is? It's a highly CC's flammable, that, especially like when powdered and shaved. Uh, like, oh, I don't know what cc actually. <laughs> is that like a morsel? Cc is a type of gauge. You're talking about the gauge know. of. Talk to me more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to me about them CC16 is like uh, your basic standard gauge for a needle. Like, uh, So when they like, talk about motorcycles, they're like, oh, it's 600 cc's. That's a different cc. Then. That's stupid. <laughs> yeah, talk to me. Not- <laughs> hey, hey, talk if to anyone's me- taking a basic mechanic class. <laughs> talk to me about beakers. What you know about beakers? About beakers? What are they used for? What's beakers? Measuring. Okay, what is a... Uh... Oh, beakers. That's a container. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can, you make, can you make meth? Yeah, you can make meth. Do you know how to make it? No. If you had the labs in front of you? No. Mm. But mm. it's funny you mentioned no, that. Because, that a chemical engineer? <laughs> there's, a, there's a scene in Breaking Bad where Jesse's like, I know how to cook. You know, I know what I'm doing. And oh, he's like, like yeah, and yeah. he's like, bro, you're doing it with um, 
Our Erlenmeyer flask. It's the like cone one with like a thing. Oh, uh-huh. And he's Big like, you don't cook deep. with this. There's a boiling flask and it's like a ball. Like <laughs> this one's meant for cooking. He's like, you never Buzz pay ball. attention to my class. He's like, you fired me. I'm like, stupid ass. You flunked me. <laughs> you flunked me. Yeah, he's talking about different flasks. Thank but we're getting off show. topic here. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Completely off topic. That's about drugs too. Nah. <laughs> oh, you like Breaking Bad? Good show. I, I have not yeah. never watched it actually. <gasps> I watched the. Not, never watched it. Never ever have I ever watched Breaking Bad. All right, Ellie. So apart from obviously like having to deal with clients, what do you do for fun to stress free and relieve yourself yes. from all this? Besides going to a junior age concert and kind of just <laughs> letting out your emotions and being a sad boy, yeah. sad boy, sad Get all girl. the sad stuff, all the hard <laughs> stuff aside. How does Ellie, the number one draft pick, number one draft pick, how do you cope with life? In how general? do I cope with life? The gym's a very big part of me, so th- find me there after work. Um music is a really a getaway for me too um i have other diys i like crochet i paint um and that's pretty much it those are my like my go-to's crocheting huh that's really mm-hmm. popular i've gone i try to get into crocheting not good yeah to do like the <laughs> crochet is a knitting thing it's like knitting but it's Sweaters, like there's more bigger knots i think right that's... there's like a technique to knotting it it's yeah. like interesting the, the, the thing the strings are huge thick and you work with like Triple hooks, thick. like oh yeah, right. Like hooks too. sticks, like they have. Like That's cool, hooks. man. Mm-hmm. That if, it, it, I heard it's very therapeutic. It is. It is. Near my apartment in Lamont, there's a, a shop where you can sign up to knit with like a, bu- a bunch of people, like Aww. in an evening. But I saw there's like a bunch of old ladies, so like I want to be like the one to just kind of break that and be like, yo, like yeah, trendsetter, trendsetter, yeah. trendsetter. Y'all, 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 feel... y'all fuck with crocheting? Either way, I feel <laughs> like they Ross see. <laughs> What's up, Miss Daniels? <laughs> On your story, we outside. We outside. We outside. We out here with Miss Daniels. Yeah. Miss Daniels, you got the Timberlands and the, the scarf. I just put on. Give her your glasses. Put these on. <laughs> yo, yo, Do you listen bro. to Percho? Yeah. Yo, Percho. Put some fade on. And let me put you on. <laughs> I put you this green hat for you, Miss <laughs> Daniels. Listening, they're listening to Elvis, and you're over here. Mi amor, para dos pasos para ti, Marilando. Why she gotta be Miss Daniels? What's her? What's um, the first name that came to mind? Miss Johnson. Miss Johnson. Miss John- Brown. Miss <laughs> Brown. Miss Johnson. And, uh, Miss Daniels. All. Yeah. They all out there. They all out there. Mr. Burns. I do realize that that is very therapeutic because I wash dishes now that I'm like living on my own and washing dishes. Have been yeah, very you didn't wash dishes before. What? Well, no, <laughs> I, the this first is, person that said that. Wow. If you haven't noticed, this used to be my bedroom. Dirty ass. It's a studio. <laughs> I never had to wash dishes, but now that I'm living on my own and cooking my own meals, I wash my dishes. And, like, it's just therapeutic because I'm just kind of, like, mindless, like, just doing this. So, like, I'm kind of glad I don't have a dishwasher, although it does take, like, 20 minutes or 10 minutes to do all my dishes. It's just very cool. Like, even, like... It's a lot um, of dishes, bro. 20 minutes, you live by yourself, all right? I mean, I, I take, like, I uh, first... You know what it is, bro? He, he's afraid to touch the food afterwards. <laughs> he's like, ugh. <laughs> don't lie, don't lie. Do you feel like that sometimes? We're like, fuck, I don't want to touch that. No, I make sure I, like, throw out the food first before I put it into No, no, but I'm like, the, whatever's left over. I'm like, oh, well, like, you know how the, 
Tell me you wear gloves too. The, no, I don't. Uh, <laughs> you know on. the the drain thing, the, the yeah, tapadera? Yeah. That will have like whatever food yeah. remnants. That's gross. Yeah, so I just grab this. I I, I saw out. this TikTok where this guy grabs that food <laughs> and, and puts it in the taco, bro, <laughs> and he eats it. Bro. Oh my god, bro! It's I saw a different one. Dog. You know, like in the bartenders, they have that rubber man where they yeah, make their yeah, drinks. Yeah. He's like, I didn't like this person, so he made a cocktail <laughs> and like drained it into a cup and put a straw and gave it to the person. That's disgusting. He's disgusting. like mystery, mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Give me another one. (laughs) But yeah, I feel like there's a lot of activities that we can just you know use as therapy, like go karting. You guys missed it. Running, bro. Running, yeah. Like going to the forest preserves (laughs) and just run. Because with the go karting, alcohol. I I'm very like road (laughs) rage. <laughs> I, I cope by drinking alcohol. <laughs> That's a red flag. That's a good hobby. I'm trying to be he's, part of the group. T- hey, he's hey, tasting. I'm trying to be part of the group. Like, oh, I drink alcohol. Yeah. He's alcohol tasting. Like, that's a hobby. Mm, like, nice. you got a wine tasting. Mm, I, guess. I feel better. <laughs> I don't got no more problems. <laughs> They're gone. Oh my god. No more alcohol. I wish you guys were at the go kart because I felt like I was able to get all my frustrations of road rage onto the fucking track because I was like speeding. I was flooring I get the anxi- gas. I get anxiety. What? I get anxiety. From driving? Yeah. Oh, I felt like I was letting go of all my demons on the fucking streets right there. I was like... If I knew I wouldn't crash, <laughs> I would do... <laughs> I'd be like... Because sometimes people are slow at That's driving. True. And like, I get impatient. I don't know. And then my dad talked to... Like, we had this talk to him. He's like, ¿Por qué estoy apurado? Voy a llegar a la casa y luego qué? No voy a hacer nada. So like, why am I in a rush? Or like, why am I anxious? I like your dad's uh, idea. And I'm like, you're right, but our parents pass time it on is, to us. Time is money, and sometimes I I need to get home as fast as possible. Or you lose money. To well, make money at home. Time is very valuable. You're never gonna get that back. It That's goes. true, but you gotta enjoy it too. It went to dust. The, the time right now, we just so, passed so, two so, seconds. So what's going on, man? Is it is it time is money, and you gotta do it fast, or is it enjoy it? So because. There's, well, my two, therapist, there's, there's two different ones my therapist grinded down into me because i'm very hard at doing this uh-huh. i don't know how to live in the moment mm. i don't know how to be present and enjoy sometimes doing nothing because like you said it's ingrained in us because my dad has to do something Tiene que arreglar algo en la casa. Same, la troca. he's gotta do something Same, i like living in the moment bro well, that you're the younger sibling. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't got nothing else to do. What else you gonna do? At that Union Ratchet concert, there was this one guy in front of me recording. Recording. He was looking at. He watched the whole concert through his uh, screen. <laughs> oh, that's how so. He wasn't even uh, singing I hate, live. I hate when people do that. I hate if I like a song, okay, that. five seconds. Pop, pop, pop. That, that's it let me tell Boom. you there was a couple songs when fade came here i'm like i'm gonna put my phone away for this one as yeah. much as i want to record it i was like i need to live this one because yeah. like yep. that was the moment you know who did that El Adion Carrion, bro. he did it at the concert you guys remember did he he said yeah, he, he was gonna put a song he's like hey bro put your phones away i don't want to see one that. phone bro he's like i <laughs> promise i'm gonna re-sing the song and then you guys can record the fuck out of it i don't care that's but it. for this moment Put your phones away. And bro, it was lit. Everybody was jumping and going crazy. And when he redid it, he was like, all right, take your phones out, man. Take your phones out. All right, come on. I want to see Flash. I want to see everything. Mm-hmm. And then, But you could tell the difference because I didn't take my phone out. I, I, I enjoyed it. I didn't record that song. And it was like less jumping. And I was like, damn, bro. Imagine like nobody was recording at all and they were as hyped as they were for that song. Bro. But, bro, I saw one guy trying to record the same thing. Alive. Almost the whole concert. Bro, we couldn't even see, bro. Like you, he was getting like people mashing in between. I'm like, at this point, is that is it worth it? It's like not, you're here, bro. living the moment. Can you picture these type of concerts back then when there's no phones? 
Well, yeah, it must have been they lit. Were lit. Oh, they were lit. They were lit. Oh, yeah. Hella Shit. lit. Like, when I was at the Chantel Jeffries DJ that you guys didn't join me with. Oh, no, okay. bro. It's trash. Hell Shout no, out to bro. Chantel Jeffries. I'm in love with her. I was like, man. You're I in was... love with her or you love her music? Which one is it? Both. I was in love with her. <laughs> and, like, I was just feeling her vibes. She was just good vibes and everything. I don't know, like, bro. You were texting us all night, bro. Yeah, and you were like, chat. you guys need to be here right now. <laughs> I'm drowning. I've never heard her. I never heard you say I want to see her collab with Chantel Jeffries, please come on to the podcast. Because you did a great job. We at also Chicago. love you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We also love you. Thirty seconds <laughs> ago, when we said not as much as me, you said it. I didn't say none. Not as much I as me. I cannot go. <laughs> yeah, facts, bro. Oh, but yeah, man, living the moment. I think that's a really big thing that people need to yes. captivate. Porque, you know, I gotta be doing shit, but I gotta also do nothing sometimes. And it it's be okay like to it, do nothing. It be like that. Yep. It do be like that. Do be I. Do be it. It do with. It be do. Anyways, Ellie, as we're coming to a close, what is an advice that you can give to people that you've learned? It doesn't have to be therapeutic or anything, but it could just be about life in general. Oh, man, that's hard. There's so many. As de todo. As de todo. Just do it. Just do it. No pasa nada. No pasa nada y pasa todo. Fuck it. I feel like one of the things that's been sticking with me throughout the last couple of years is stop being what's prideful or orgullosos. Hey, yeah, stop, yeah, stop being so proud and don't let and appreciate people because I've had a lot of clients come in and even in general too that all. Oh, so-and-so was on their deathbed and that's when we made amends or that's when they said oh, sorry no. or that's when our relationship got better i'm like why are you always waiting for a life or death situation to appreciate other people or appreciate who you have so i always tell myself um in i even myself to like always appreciate others tell them you love them or if you had a fight say sorry why are you being why are you holding on to that stop holding grudges and just appreciate the people around you because you just never know what might happen tomorrow no yeah i love that that's a really good advice actually i never thought of that one that's bad bunny yeah, that's why that's what I said. No, sabemos que va a pasar mañana. Like perfect, not to plug his album, but thank you. No, that's a really good advice. Well, thank you, Ellie, for coming. I appreciate your time You're and welcome. your advice and your consultations. Yes, it was sure. the best. What, what What are your office hours? <laughs> <laughs> if you really want to the customer. <laughs> Honestly, they're like usually twelve to eight Monday through Thursday, and then Fridays are nine to five. But I work in a domestic violence shelter, so you have to ha- be a victim or survivor mm. of domestic violence. That's to be to, specific. Uh, yeah, okay. to receive okay. services. Who can you recommend, or what kind of? And uh, it is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. If you guys didn't already know, oh. so thank you for that. Thank you for that awareness. Well, thank you, Ellie, so much for coming to the Nuggie Cast. You've been a pleasure. <laughs> thank you, Don, for for bringing this wonderful guest. <laughs> Yes, no problem. <laughs> wait till the next guest. You're going to bring it? Yeah, I can't yes. wait, bro. Wait till next year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not showing up to the next one. I'm going to get sick. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Damn. See ya. Bye-bye.